Pastor here at Trinitarian Baptist Church in Thomas, Kentucky, and you're listening to episode 16. How exciting! And here's the greatest thing about it: I said that at the 16 second mark. Did you really? According to the, the according to the computer, I don't know if that was accurate, but I tried my best to do that for 16. Well, seconds. technically, we've got 16 seconds of an intro, so that's uh, really been at the 30 second mark. Uh, didn't think about 30, that. 32 second mark. But I'm excited, man! I'm pumped! I'm excited! You know why I'm excited? Why? Because all these haters out there said we couldn't make it episode four, and here we are at episode 16. And I'm excited. We have a great episode for you. And uh, be on the lookout because episode 20 is going to be our biggest episode yet. And we've got the biggest down. special guest. Oh, I'm so had. excited. The biggest guest we've probably ever had on the show. History. Oh. I hope so. I can't wait. So we have a lot of good stuff coming up. And, and uh, we are, are appreciative of the support that you have given us. Very. Uh, every play, every share, every like is, um, is great for us. So uh, keep it up, and I'm excited. Thanks for the support. It means a lot. And I'm excited because this weekend is 4th of July weekend. Woo! And it's funny because here in our town, we're having a 4th of July parade. You know what that parade consists of? Not really a parade. <laughs> you can't be on a float. You can't walk by the float. Um, I don't know, man. When you social distance, I don't even know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, what'd you say? They can't oh, do, uh, goodness. they can't have people walking next nope. to the floats. You can't no have candy. people, you no can't candy. have nobody throwing candy. You can't have more than a certain amount of people on the floats. This is the reality. It's going to be what this, uh, what this parade's going to turn into is a, uh, drive around Falcon. <laughs> drive, drive through. It's just weird, man. The whole thing's weird. And, and, uh, I guarantee that uh, with all the friends and families that are going to be getting together over the weekend, they're going to have spikes in the ca- in the virus cases again because we see that all over the place. We have spikes during 4th of July. We're going to have spikes again when school starts. We'll have spikes again when Labor Day is. We'll have spikes again for President's Day or whatever whatever else is next. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving all of I don't think President's Day is in. Where is that? I think, I think we already missed it. I think we passed that. It's just an interesting time we're living in. Just a very interesting time. And, uh, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I hate Fourth of July weekend. Not because I don't like America. I love America. I'm a I'm an American. It's one of my favorite holidays. I'm a patriot. Uh, but I will say I don't like Fourth of July weekend because, as a parent, it takes me all night to get the kids to go to sleep. I got three kids. It takes them like it takes me all night to get them to go to sleep. And once they go to sleep, 10, 11 o'clock comes. What do my neighbors do? They start shooting off these fireworks. Pow! 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 pow. And uh, the Thanks kids the wake up effects. screaming and upset, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, Daddy, what was that?" And I'm like, "It's just my neighbors." I almost called you stupid neighbors, but I didn't. I refrained. So there you go. So if they're listening, they'll. Uh... Thanks for being great neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you just bashed them, whatever. Not but I part. love you because I'm supposed to love my neighbors. Good, nice job. Way to turn biblical back to. That's us. right. That's right. That's right. But I'm excited. Um, you all doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's in a mood today. So just no, I'm not. Put on your seatbelts and hang on. No, the printer wasn't working when I came in. Uh, she had a, a We left, some, actually. <laughs> we had to leave. She was so upset. Uh, she she was misinformation in the bulletins that I had to correct that she wasn't upset, uh, wasn't happy about. Uh, so we, me and Andrew took uh, some trash grabbers 
And we went to our trail that we've been adopting as a church, and we just picked up trash for the morning. <laughs> just to let her have her moment. Have her moment. I actually got a lot of stuff done after she you actually guys did. left. We, she actually got a lot done. We were only gone for two hours. and oh, two not, hours. You guys were not gone for two hours. It was a fun morning. Eventful morning. It was at an that. eventful morning. It was fun. We got to see some people and talk. There was a guy that there was a guy at the uh, – Oh, this at, was pretty neat. Dam we didn't was, tell Brittany this yet. Uh, he was fishing with a, a, a pop bottle. Like I think it was like a. Bottle. It was a bigger one. I think it was like a liter, like one of the like the no, one liter ones. It was a, it was a normal one. Yeah, really. He had that thing. He had fishing wire wrapped around it. So he opened up the cap, and I think he had the back of it yeah. cut, and he like threw it out of like the like he, like he kept the bobber line. like yeah. where where you would put your mouth at, and like kind of threw it just like you would throw a fishing line. He, he, he was. Oh my gosh, he was working all. He said morning. it. Uh, it wears you out a little bit more than usual, but yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, it was cool. The things you see, and it was exciting. So we got to meet some new people. Nice guy. Some new faces. Nice guy. And uh, we also the main one of the main purposes we went out there was for our check out some spots for potential river baptisms. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. We were trying to do we have about four baptisms that we're going to be doing here. And uh, this week we had a bunch of rain come in. So literally the day before we were going to do yeah. the baptisms, it so, wasn't even. So the river was a little bit too high and, and a little fast moving for us to do it, you know, for safety reasons. But uh, I think we're going to try to do it next week, hopefully. So I'm excited about it. Checked uh, out two locations. Yeah, it'll be my first, you know. I've never I've never participated in one. A, yeah, as, as a pastor. So never it should be, be fun. Never, yeah. Never we'll do some hymns. Never we'll seen sing one, some acapella hymns. We should. And, and, uh, dunk them and, and then hopefully no snakes come up because I'm afraid of snakes. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be funny, okay? <sighs> Heart attacks are not funny. Hopefully get it on video. Well, you'll be there, so that's a true statement. You keep it up, we're gonna make you go in the water with us. Now, I listen. I, I heard that we got a question for the day. We do. Oh, yeah, I'm pumped about this. We haven't had an email in a little we while. We haven't had it for a couple weeks, and and uh, I think the last one was a guy named Dave, and we appreciate those emails. So keep them coming. You can email keep us at preachingyounggmail.com. Preaching young. <clears throat> make sure you keep them coming. This at one's from gmail. Melissa. Gmail.com. This, what? Wait, who? You, you done? Alyssa. Melissa. Oh, Melissa. Oh, not Melissa. 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 Sorry. Uh, from Burlington. Hello. Burlington Coke Factory. Not the no. same place. Burlington, uh, is that was that is that created in was that no founded in Burlington? No. In fact, Burlington is just over by Florence. Over it's probably like half forty five minutes from here, thirty minutes, forty five minutes from here. I'd definitely but, say about an hour. Uh, probably not. Maybe I know Burlington you... Baptist Church. Shout out to Burlington Baptist. Anyway, can we get to the question, please? Great pastor there. Go ahead. So she says she loves our podcast. Melissa. She, she appreciates us doing it every week and the consistency, you know. Thank you. So hard work. Thanks. Oh, yeah, it is. It's dealing with pretty you know, hard. <laughs> you weren't going to say it, but I will. Anyway, <laughs> the question uh, he, she has for us is this. She says her parents are not believers. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when she tries to hold them accountable, uh, she says they have the same response to her. And that response is, that's not very Christian-like. Oh, my God. So she wants to know how she should respond to that in a Christ-like way. Well, here's the thing. You have to first understand why they're saying that. The reason that anybody... We'll say that to somebody, right? That's not very Christian of you. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll call somebody out and they'll be like, "Well, that's not very past, you know, that's not a very pastor thing to say, or whatever the case is." Uh, we all hear it, but you have to understand that the reason that that is is said is because uh, they don't know what else to say, right? They have no, they have no excuse to what whatever you called them out on, whatever the sin is, or whatever the accountability thing is, right? They have no excuse for why they did 
whatever or why they're doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And so their first response or only response is turn it to, is you. To, turn it to you and say, well, that's not very Christian of you to, to say something to me about it. Uh, but the reality is it is. Uh, it is very Christian. I mean, the Bible is full. The Bible is full of places where, where it tells us to, to call out those things. I even think of a Galatians, I believe it is. Galatians chapter 6. I, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Galatians chapter 6. Um, one through three, look that up. Galatians chapter six, check one you. through three. Check, yeah. uh, it tells us that, you know, we're supposed to do that with a, a gentleness, right? A spirit of gentleness. We're supposed to hold people together. What does it say? What'd you say? One through three? Yeah. One through three. Uh, let's see. Galatians chapter six, one through three. If anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such one another in a spirit of gentleness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Yeah. You have to bear one another's burdens. And, uh, and, and you have to sit there. it's your job as a Christian to call that kind of stuff out because here's the thing. Oh, look at this one. Verse three. For if anyone thinks he is doing or if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Yeah. That is this, and, and the reality is, uh, you know, I, I, always, I always take it as when they say it to me that they that there's a guilty conscience and they, they know what they're doing. And, and so keep doing it. Don't be upset about it. Don't don't uh, don't let it discourage you. Yeah, don't yeah. let it discourage you at all. Because the fact that you're doing it is actually one of the most Christian things for you to do. Here's the reality: a lot of a lot of because uh, we we de we deal with it from a lot of Christians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and and the reality In fact, more that actually comes from yeah a lot of Christians more than more than non-believers. Non yeah. yeah. And, and for us, it's like you know we're gonna the reason we're we're saying something is because we're we're sick of seeing people live a different life. Christians are. Very hypocritical. I mean, it's a lot of it's one of the biggest excuses for why people don't come to church, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, it's something that I hate to see. And so, when we're sitting there seeing churches doing something that they they shouldn't be doing, or we're seeing Christians doing something they shouldn't be doing, we're going to call it out and we're going to address it because uh, you know we're called in the in the in the Bible not to be stumbling blocks for right. other for right. other believers or non believers, and so we have to call it out. And when, if that upsets them, that's on them. That's right. between them and God. But for us, we have to do. And that. I will say, uh, just because you don't see a response initially from it, from calling them out, saying like, you know, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing that or whatever you're, however you're calling them out, just because you don't see an initial change from yes, that, this. it's it's working on them. Yeah, like God's God's gonna work on them behind the scenes and more they, than they you know. They may never admit that. They'll never say it to you, probably. So don't expect it. But. Um, that's not for us to do. We're not. We're just supposed to call them out in yep. a loving way, gentle yep. way, in a gentle way. Yep. And uh, God will bless you for it. So, a uh, good question. Got good anything question. to say, Brittany? Want to add on anything? Well, I think with her parents not being believers, that adds. There, of course, they're going to try to be like, "No, hey, Melissa, like, you're a Christian. You shouldn't be doing that." Like, that's what we mean when we tell our youth and everything that people are going to look at you when you're a Christian. They're going to watch what you do. They're going to try to pick out every single thing. If you have a friend at school that's not a Christian, they're going to be looking at you. Oh, if you say a cuss word, they're going to think it's okay for them to cuss. And I just think that speaks volumes to uh, Christians being examples, examples of Christ. And I think you're doing a great job, so keep doing it. Keep it up, Melissa. Said, you might never see it, but. It's and make sure you do it in a gentle way. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, but the reality is, you know. We 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 we, ha we have as Christians have for too long bowed down to what the society has told us to do mm -hmm. or what churches have decided to do or uh, we we can't do that anymore. It's time that we get back to the basics of the Bible and we start um, you know not trying to get into the theology of all these things, but we need to say, look, right, you can't do this and you can't say that, right? And we don't have to as Christians, we don't have to sit there and listen to it because we don't answer. The reality is, we don't answer to anybody on the earth. Nope. Right? We don't answer to we don't answer to 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 people that say that to us or, you know, want to do anything to us. So we answer to God. So yeah, if I listen, if I listen to people, I wouldn't be where I am. 
Uh, our church wouldn't be growing as fast as it has grown uh, because we're not doing what the, the, everyone said we should do, right? They go, hey, you can't have hymns. You can't, you know, you can't have a traditional service and grow a church. You can't grow a church in the middle uh, of a small town. You can't, you know, grow a church wearing a suit. You gotta, you gotta look relaxed. You gotta be comfortable with the people you're preaching to. Yeah, you've, hip. It's like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about it. So, so good, good question, question, Melissa. Good question. Appreciate it. Stay strong. Stay strong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any other questions? Make sure you send those in to me. Uh, into you. Yeah. Into the into the preaching into me. young. Uh, they really want my opinion. I know, I know they do. They, well, listen, my opinion. It's like me and Bernard in your your world. Yeah, we're living everybody in wants it. my opinion. They're like, Abram, we want your opinion. I saw an article today that said, <laughs> that said uh, a true leader isn't somebody in a position, isn't somebody, but it's somebody that has followers, and uh, you know, sometimes people. What are you, what are you doing, Britt? <laughs> Facebooking? Brittany is texting <laughs> in the middle of our podcast. Listen, I had a friend that just texted me three times. She never does that, so I need to make sure she was okay. Good, good oh, call. Wow. Okay. Good call. Good call. Go. Keep us updated. There you go. <laughs> She's such a liar. We know no, that. It, yeah, was it was definitely Facebook. Wow. Call her out. No names. Shout out. Shout out to Courtney. <laughs> Hope well, your breaks get better. Well, listen, here's the reality. Is she okay? Her breaks? Yeah. yeah she's okay. She just asked where I get my car worked on. Oh, that. Yeah. That's dangerous. Um, <laughs> You need breaks. Uh, listen, there's some controversy that happened. Nah, it wasn't really. It's not. It's a weird s- story, but there was something that happened this week that caused a lot of controversy on social media within a couple big churches that are in our area, in our northern Kentucky tri-state area. And um, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say their names because I have nothing against these churches, but uh, I want I want to get the big context churches? in there. Oh, yeah. Crossroads. Big churches. Okay. Oh, yeah. One of the fastest growing churches in, in America. I was going to say, it's a nationwide thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Florence Baptist is which one, is one of our Baptist. bigger uh, mega churches in, in our northern Kentucky. That one's local, sure. yeah. Um, so Crossroads has, has decided to revamp their logo and their vision, which is always a good thing. I mean, I think they've had their logo and vision for like 30 years or something. Right. Or something. I don't remember what it was. And uh, What is their vision right I now? I have Do two you know? problems. I have two problems that I want to address, but then we'll kind of go from there, but the first problem is, it's I see this with a lot of these big churches. The X, they do the X. That's yeah. their logo. The X. See, have you seen that for Crossroads? For anybody, Crossroads. Uh, I think I think Elevation does it for their Orange Revival. Orange Revival. I think that's what they call Maybe it. Maybe I just I don't know. You've seen X's though on like a lot yeah. of yeah, probably yeah. Like it's just like a black screen and a little X. But but what's that? Out. What's that symbolize? Right. We have the cross, right? Yeah. But yet. I don't know what the X is. I don't know what that's. I don't know why that's a hip thing to do. Yeah. Like I, X for me is like a wrong, wrong, yeah. or, or missed um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. So anyway, cross so so Crossroads came up with this new logo, and it's an X, which I think their last one was an X, but this is an X. But the the way that it's it looks, I'm, I'll put a, a picture up on the. Are they changing their name? Or they're still Crossroads, right? Still Crossroads. It's just their logo. It's orange. And it's of a of an X. They call it a screw head, which makes even less of a thing. But their their goal is they want to be more. Um, yeah, there it is. They want to be now. Go to Florence Baptist. Okay. Now, now that you've seen it, go to Florence Cross Baptist. Florence. They want to be more adventurous. They said so. They they've updated the thing, but their logo is <laughs> identical to Florence Baptist logo. 
Oh yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> That's the same. It's thing. the same logo. Now go go to their go to their website. Go to their Facebook. Their main one. Their main key. I will say the only go down. There's not a difference hardly at all. Go to their website. No, scroll down. No, scroll go down. Because they address okay. it right. Keep going. In this video right here. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Goodness, oh my goodness. Right my here. Goodness. One more. One more. Down. 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 I'll put this up there too. <gasps> Read what they said. Read what they okay, said. Okay, so Florence Baptist, June 26th, says, There is no competition among churches. The gospel is the message and life changes is now, the goal. Now, go to the comments. Go to the comments. Now, who writes on there? Crossroads Church. What do they say? You guys rock. Thankful to run after the kingdom alongside you. Also, love your logo. How weird is all this? They've, they've, literally, they've literally got the same exact logo. I mean, I mean, it's identical. How come I, I didn't know? How come I, I didn't see this? put them side this? by side. It's the same thing. But the if, only difference is the colors are flipped. Now, That's if you, it. If you go on Crossroads' uh, Facebook page and look at when they actually put up their new logo, the comment sections are whoosh. Really? It's not good, man. They, they got Crossroads? a lot of hate for Crossroads because they're like, this is uh, this is Florence Baptist. And Florence Baptist has had theirs for a while. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about the, the actual cross as the symbol. I think I think Crossroads had it longer. So I don't know, man. Yeah. The whole thing, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why. I don't understand the cross still. Like how it's why it's – because it's an X. It's not a cross. It's an X. It's, an X. it's not a cross. And, yeah. they, and they say it's a screw head. Which makes no sense. Huh. But 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 my thing is I don't I don't know why I don't know why that would be your logo. Like why are we as churches like they're innovative people? Why yeah, couldn't right. they be more innovative than that? On the flip side of it, you know, where is that I don't because they're they're like our vision is gonna be adventurous and that's our new logo. Where's the where's the biblical reference to it? Yeah. Right. For for us, our, we don't even really have a logo. Right, except no. for our church, or you know, we, we have a cartoon church on the move. Church, it's kind of like but, a church. But our vision the, is church you know. on the move. Our vision is is you know everything we do. Once we want it to be God centered and God led, and and we want to, um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I I would never sit there and take off. Our, our name is Transform Baptist Church. I wouldn't I wouldn't sit there and change the church name to be more relevant or hip. Like, Trinity I wouldn't church. change it like elevated Tr or like Trinity Church. Yeah, or like cloud. You know. I don't. <laughs> it's a good thing. Cloud nine it's, church you're or being, something. You're being honest. It's I mean, a good thing. It's they a do. good thing you're not doing it's it. It's crazy because you're like, oh, is that a sushi place? No, yeah. it's a church. Or, or, or you see, here's a, a really big trend right now is, is people, especially in the Baptist church, they're taking off the Baptist because yep. they think that's going to get people yeah. to come to their church. I'm like, one, that's manipulative because you're trying to like act like you're a community church, but you're not a community church. You're a denomination. You know, you have a strong denomination. Yeah. Um, so it's manipulative. One. Uh, number two, why why are you shying away? If you're a Baptist, why shy away from being a Baptist? Yeah, like what's wrong with it? What, and, and what comes next? What comes then what? Next? You're you're a church. Are you going to shy away from being a church? Well, then you change that name from from Main Street to High Point or high, whatever it is because you want to be as hip as you can be. It doesn't right. make sense, right? So I'm like, and and here's the reality that I I love to get with this with you know in preachers' heads. Nobody, no Trinity Southern Baptist Church has not stopped anybody from coming into the church. Nope. Right? It wasn't, they weren't like, oh, that's a Southern Baptist. Yeah, they're not like, church. oh, we can't go that. It's Trinity Southern Baptist. I don't want to do you nothing. Know, to do like, oh my God. Like they, they're, they're coming uh, to hear the gospel and they're, and they're coming because we're serving in our community and we're, we're doing outreach and we're, we're preaching the gospel. So, you know, that's what's going to bring them into the church. It's not going to be your name. It's not going to be the fact that you know you're a hip thing. Like, but that's I, I that's still, the same. That. That's the same for everything. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Uh, and it may this, for a second. This, it may for a second. Just like you said, I believe it was last episode. You said people flocked to to churches after 9/11 yep. when when and then they started incorporating this praise and worship at the same time. So yep. they incorporated the two together, and they were like, "Oh, that's what brought people into the church." But in reality, that's not people don't come to church for your name. They don't come to church for the music you're playing. If they are, they're coming to church for the wrong reason. They should be coming for the gospel you're preaching or what you're doing as a church. 
I agree a hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. So it's it's interesting our mindset behind these type of things, but we have to get we have to get more focused. And I liked how Florence Baptist responded to it because they could yeah. have sat there and, and they could have bad mouthed. It was a good opportunity for them to bad mouth them, and, and but they took a higher road, which um, just said, "Hey, like the new logo." Yeah, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not about it. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's it's it would be frustrating because it's like it's know, probably a good thing that 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 uh, Florence Baptist addressed it. Yes, because in a positive way, they because they could have they, they could have in the bud real quick. Yeah, and that's the, probably a good thing that they did that because if they they could have just been quiet word could have spread that they were mad or something. So it's probably a good thing that they addressed it in a positive way. So, And this is the thing we, we're dealing with right now. Uh, we're having a fair coming into our town. Now, this is this is a, another funny thing because we're having a fair. And the, the way that the fair board uh, is organizing this event, they're doing, you know, some things are doing some events and not other events. And they're trying to limit the amount of events that they're having. So there limits the amount of people that yeah, comes. They're just cutting some out. It's a pretty good decision to do that. I agree with that. But but the the bad part is they've cut out the Christian night. We have we have a Christian night that kicks off the fair, uses the hymn sing, or we have uh, gospel groups come in, or we have a know, local, singers, local local singer, singers. yeah. And so I was asked, I was approached by the Pendleton County Cooperative Churches to um, do something for our youth. It's a youth fair. We usually it's usually that night is geared towards older people in our community. And so they said, you know, what? we really want to bring in youth. We really want to have a youth event. Um, and so. I got I got a hold of uh, Blake Whiteley. He's he's uh, if you ever heard the song Glory Gang or Turbulence is a good one. He has a lot of good songs. You should out look there. him up. He's yeah, pretty, Blake pretty big Whiteley, in the hip, Christian hip hop world. Yeah. Christian hip hop guy. And so we actually got a hold of them. They they he's going to come and do a, a youth event for us. And we just found out last night or two nights ago that uh, they're canceling that portion of the night of, of the, the fair. fair. Yeah. So it was just been it's been frustrating on one end, but. It's been very important for us because, um, you know, immediately when they said, you know, we're really upset about this, we're going to have to do this. I, I was upset with the reasoning. I was upset with the decision. But I knew as a church, you know, how we respond to this is going to say a lot about us as a mm -hmm. church because we can sit there and badmouth the fair. We can sit there and badmouth uh, some of the whoever it was. Members. Yeah. You're related to the president and the vice president. Vice president and president are both my cousins. <laughs> yeah, so we could sit there. We could have sat there and, and really made a big fuss about it. We really could have done a lot, or we could sit there and say, you know what, the bullet's already in me. You used that in the sermon. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt gets shot. Says you should the say it. Already, People yeah. in the podcast. Teddy, don't know Teddy it. Roosevelt. He was running for president. Gets shot. I'm sure he did say this. On Not the on the podcast. podcast it was in a sermon. Shows where you listen. Go ahead. He gets shot, and. Instead of him worrying about it or complaining about it, he says the bullet's already in me, and he went ahead and and, and gave, gave like an hour long yeah, speech. Gave the didn't he? Speech. He, by the end of the speech, he was sitting there in a pool of blood. But th that's how we have to react as churches. You know what? It's already the decision's already done. We can complain about all we want. The decision's already done. So now, how as a church, this is what we talk about as staff. How do we move on and and still have the event in a different location? And how do we address you know safely. keep safely? And but how do we? Uh, Kind of going back to the bullets already in us. How do we? How do we stay positive yes. as a church? Like, yeah, like you know, because yeah, we like excited. you said, we can. We're all I mean, of course, about it. right? Of course, we're going to be excited about the event. We're also going to be discouraged when the event necessarily doesn't get to be to happen at that location. But like you said, we could take it one of two ways. We could say, hey, you know, forget everything. Same with Florence Baptist. Right? They could have done they the same have, thing. They could have taken it one direction or not, and and because they took the high road, right? They were able to say, look. This is what we. This is what we. As Florence Baptist, they're saying this is what we stand for, right? We, we don't. We we stand for the gospel. We don't. We're not into that kind of stuff. So that's very. 
good for very, them. Very, very, like, yeah, very cool. And I think it part. says a lot about that church. Mm-hmm. And I will say, ever since you, uh, it was, research, man. If you're a church, research. Oh yeah, before you start, it was very, it was perfect timing when you said, "I enjoyed that story, the Thomas Jefferson story." I enjoyed it because it was perfect timing. Because the week after that, we had another issue Take with the. Yeah, Teddy I was say, um, what did I say? Jefferson. Did I say Thomas Jefferson? Wait, I have a question. Teddy Roosevelt. Hang on. Answer this. Answer this. Wait. So did Thomas Jefferson? Uh, did was he the one that did the light bulb? No, that was Thomas Edison. Oh. You're a college graduate. You should know these things. Campbell County. Campbell County system. graduate. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Campbell County has the worst public education I've ever seen in my entire life. I will Where second. I graduated. Your kids will individually go there. I don't know. <laughs> they're pre- well, the ones in preschool, they're, young, they're okay. Kids. He's got a long way to decide before that happens. But and, I will- and you guys are making it abundantly clear that Campbell County is not the way to go. <laughs> Sorry, Campbell County people Jeez, listening. Please. Anyway, so I will say, as soon as you preached on that, um, what Theodore was Thomas Roosevelt? What'd you say? Who'd you say it was? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy His name's really Theodore, so I wanted to call him Theodore. It's Whatever, good. Teddy Roosevelt. So I will say, the week after that, that sermon, you said that story. Quit laughing. The, the week after you oh, said that, we had another issue occur with a concert. Yeah, and then yes. and and that was our exact mindset because and it I'm, was the same location. It was the same, it was the same, same place. That we're it was the with. same place. Yeah. That one was a little bit different. And, and that was because there was a six-hour difference. If we would have waited six hours, nobody would have got the virus. But but there's a six-hour. Yeah, the the con- their, uh, amphitheaters didn't open a day. We we were the we, concert was the day before the amphitheaters opened. <laughs> Six hours before, Six not hours. even not even a day. So that was interesting. But I will say, I have I have every time every time something's happened with work or in my life, that that uh, that story always pops back in my head because I'm thinking to myself, hey, I could go, good I could preacher, go and be what good yeah. preacher. Heard that from a good preacher, didn't? Yeah, you? right. Good preacher. Anyway, so I could I take that in real life. I use it all the time, didn't at you? least for the past couple of weeks. I've done that. I seriously, if something happens and I'm like not happy about it, I'm discouraged about it. I say, well, hey, I could do one thing. I could complain yeah. about it. I could let it ruin my day, or I could say, listen, it's already happened. It's a bad moment. It's a bad moment. I'm just going to deal with it and I'll keep moving on. That's and true. I will say one thing I've also incorporated into that is I will pray in like instantly. Yeah. When something discouraging happens or before I know something could discourage me, I say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go to God and let, let him take it over because the bullet's already in me. Yeah, we had a, we had a member uh, just yesterday contact me and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about, you know, going to another church, another religion, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, I could have been upset about it. But I, instead, I was like, hey, man, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. And all of a sudden, I realized that it was had nothing to do with religion. It had really to do with some other issues. But you never know what people are going through, and you never know what organizations are going through. And I, you know, with our youth fair, like we don't get, we're not seeing behind the scenes of what they're dealing with and the the opinions that they're having to deal with, and the health. How many how many like people are yelling at them? How yeah. many the health departments involved? And uh, I think it was more. I think it was more our our, our wonderful health department that had had uh, uh, more to say about us not having our Christian event, which. Um, you know, we almost could probably sue because of, of discrimination, to <laughs> could, be honest with could. you. But the bull's already in us. <laughs> bull's yeah. already in us. And as Christians, I feel like we should take a lot of encouragement to that. Yes. And start literally living by that kind of mentality, well, saying, you know, you can take things two ways. And as the leadership of the church, we want we want the church to respond in, in their lives in a certain way. And so we have to respond that same way when it comes to issues with the church. So, you know, this cancellation – is for us, it's going to be like, all right, this is how we want you. Here's how we expect you to handle situ- similar situations. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with it. We're going to make the best out because, of it. Because here's how we did it. Here's how we handled yeah. it. Yeah. And we're not going to be uh, 
upset or distracted by what everyone else is doing. We're going to really still still stay focused because we believe that this concert's God led. We believe that there's going to be you know teenagers that are going to see this this uh, Blake Whiteley, who's a uh, Christian hip hop artist, who's going to sit there and be inspired because this is the thing. I growing up when I realized that there was Christian alternative to music, it changed my life. When I would sit there and go, you know what? I, I wish because I, I was like, man, I, I wish I could listen to rap music, but I, I don't. There, the thing that they're saying is inappropriate. My mom would never let me listen to it. When I realized that there was Christian rap music, it was awesome. And I was in the same boat because I, uh, I'm a, I love music. Yeah, you love music too, Brittany. Eh, kind of likes music. I like sing. She likes Disney. Oh my goodness! <laughs> don't get us started. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> but I like music. So I, when I listen to music. More or less, I'm listening to to the beat behind the yes. music more more or less than the lyrics. Most but times, yeah. most times I'm listening to just the music because I just like music. Yeah. And like you said, when I found out that there was there was Christian music that was just as cool, if I think it's ten times better yeah. to be honest, because then you have lyrics and beats that match with kind of what you're talking about. And you can listen to it and and literally be in a, a spiritual mindset. Like you can literally, you know, because they're saying encouraging they're, things, they're spiritual saying things, encouraging things, spiritual things, biblical like, things. You know? yeah. And so it's it's so it's such a, a life changing thing. And so. You know, we understand that when we can bring a guy like Blake Whiteley, who has a great testimony, who sings great music, you know, that's going to sit there and build up their, these kids. When we, when we, if we can get him through the doors, man, it's going to change some kids' lives. And so we believe this is still God-led and that, you know, we're not going to sit there and, and let the devil, you know, get to us. We're going to sit there and still allow God to have his way. And I think God will bless us for and from it. what the last he said, he's still excited, right? Oh, he's pumped. Still wants he's to come. still pumped and excited. Which means, guess what? Which means we We're are too. still going to have a concert. Yeah. So. so I'm pumped. And those are the guys that I love having uh, do concerts that they go, hey, we don't care how many kids are there. We don't care, you know, where it's at. You know, give us a, an opportunity. We'll be there. And we're going to. Because the know. reality is, guess what? Wherever two or more are gathered. Amen, brother. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. After our break, we're going to come back with part two. And we'll talk about, you know, the a couple challenges things. <laughs> of running a church through a pandemic. That's challenging. There's nothing. There's no rule book or 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 anything that uncharted kind of, waters too. Nobody's yeah, ever so done it. So we're gonna be talking about that. We'll talk a little bit about um, you know how pastors are dealing with it, and and uh, we'll go from there. So hang on. Sit tight. All right, we're back with part two of episode sixteen. I'm Brittany. I am the administrative assistant here at Trinity Southern Baptist Church. Family, Kentucky population, Pendleton County population, 15,000 something. I know, I gotta work our math. We gotta get that found with a population because we always try to say that. Anyway, my name's Andrew. Andrew and Baker. my name is Evan Crozier, pastor here at Trinity Southern Baptist Church, Family, Kentucky. And listen, I'm excited. We just turned in our, our, um, our, our numbers for the fiscal year. And uh, man, everything's up. Encouraging numbers. Our giving's up, our spending's up. <laughs> no, but we're we're doing so good as a church, and and uh, our attendance is up. Our our I mean, you name it, baptisms are up. Just uh, about everything. We're defying the odds as a church, especially in the Southern Baptist denomination. And it's good to see, man. It's cool to be a part of. Too. Rare to see. It's good to see, and and uh, it's interesting to to watch people who were uh, a part of a broken church and seeing how they respond to a growing church because it's it's different. It's definitely a change. There's some people that don't like it. Mm-hmm. Some people that are we've seen, we've seen it, yeah. We've uh, seen there's it. other people that really do appreciate the work that's being put in, and so um, you know that's something that I love. And, but I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you what. Being a church during this pandemic is hard. How so? 
Give us some examples. <laughs> well, let me think. First off, when this pandemic first happened, and I believe I said this in episode six. Was uh, it really that? Should we go back, fact check you on that? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. yeah. We didn't start this podcast until the pandemic happened, did we? Um, actually, you're right. It was the beginning of Pretty the pandemic. Close. I didn't recognize that. This is why we did realize. it. This is exactly why we did it. Well, we, we were talking about it anyway, but I know, but, we but it kind it, of we like, like it jump-started our, yes. our, our wow, push to do it. Wow, that's been so long ago. We cut, we cut out evening service, Wednesday night services, and so we were like, let's just do a podcast. Here we are. It's not been a long time. It actually weird. It's, 16 okay, episodes. Here's what's weird about it because they said, they said uh, really this is in April, they said, shut down, right? Yeah. Two weeks. We have to do what? Do you remember the words? The phrase so kept using no flatten the flatten curve. the curve flatten the curve you're right That's we heard this thing for a month Ugh. we need to flatten the curve we need to flatten the curve we need to flatten the it curve. is weird we need to, to say cancel churches we need to flatten the curve it all started at just a two week stay at home that's all it was they said look if if here the the, the scientists and the health experts said if we just take two weeks we will flatten that curve which by the way those same health scientists and health people have changed their mind on this entire thing said every they, day they said, do not wear masks whatever you do do not wear masks. It is not good for you. It is not healthy. If you don't have an N95 mask, don't wear a mask. And now they're saying wear a mask. And now they're saying don't wear a mask too. It's safe time. It's really ridiculous, honestly. No, actually, the president no, actually just came out this week and said it. wear a mask. They're all saying it. Oh, I've seen some deferring. Anyway, continue <laughs> your story. Brittany follows those conspiracy theories. No, I do not. <laughs> yeah. But no, I listen, no, but I understand. Our, our pediatrician actually just came out and said, look, the kids don't need to wear masks. You know, let them play with their friends. Yeah. This is one of the only, you know, this is the perfect time for them to, you know, grow. Well, they're building them. their immune system. Yes. Yeah. Well, everything, immune system, their mental uh, ability. The, like when you, you're going to miss it, you're going to miss the, the time. Yeah, yeah. If you don't do it, this is a, a, a fundamental age for our kids, and, and we're we're really messing up as a nation. Yeah. And we're worried about a, a very small percentage. I, I they they come out with these numbers as if they're scary numbers, but it really, really is a small percentage. And really, people are always dying of of everything. I mean, we're dying of things all the time. And so, well, you see the you see the uh, I won't say numbers because I don't really know them off the top of my head. More but people die from the flu. I was going to say you see you see all kinds of people coming out with numbers saying the same given time period that yeah. more people have died from this 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 this, yeah. and then the you know what I'm saying yeah. so. You know, it's it's frustrating. Take it or leave it. it is frustrating. And, and for us, we as a church, we we're like, all right, we'll do it, man. We'll, we'll flatten the curve. We'll, we'll be obedient to our our local government. We'll we'll try our best to um, to follow the other churches and what they're doing and our church and our leadership and our Kentucky Baptist KBC. Convention. Yeah. And now it's like, well, what was it for? Right? Because there's already spikes. The spikes weren't supposed to come back to like the fall. Now so, yeah, they said two like weeks they later. said like September, October. We were supposed to expect spikes again, but here we are. And it, oddly enough, the spikes are happening after all the protests, but but not from the protests. It's not from the protests. According to Mayor Cranley of Cincinnati, our mayor, Cincinnati mayor, he he swears up and down from the young people at the bars, and it did not come from large mass gatherings where they're yelling and spitting and screaming and touching, <laughs> and, and and in the cops' faces, yelling and screaming and touching. Take that how you want it. None to. of it makes any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. None of it makes any sense because here's reality: only if I'm sick should I wear a mask, so I don't get other people sick. It does. The masks do not protect me from getting it. Uh, uh, but if I don't, if I'm not sick, it's pointless to wear it. Now the question is: if you're asymptomatic, <laughs> you know, which that's a whole other thing too. But you're saying all of us are asymptomatic of everything, probably. You know, like how do you know if people have the flu or not? I mean, well, how do you know if there's like there's all these different things? Yeah. And so it's very frustrating. Uh, we as a church and as a staff, we haven't stopped 
Well, we've, we've been meeting with this podcast now for 16 weeks. This close. So this close. I mean, we're at one table. Wow. Oh, my Duh, gosh. Duh, we go by the number. Guys, this is blowing my mind. Someone please help how me. how long it's been. What's, what's doesn't it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It doesn't. Long. Oh, yes, it does. It doesn't feel like <laughs> The podcast doesn't, the podcast but it does. Like, like, yeah. like it's, no, the, this pandemic just yes. felt like it's been last I'm over it. No, I yeah. agree with that. And, and for us, we had such a great momentum, right? And it's been a kind of a slow grow to get Well, it was a good push because at the beginning yeah. of the year, you know, pre-coronavirus, at we the beginning pumped. of the year for us yeah. was like, this was our year. We had a yes. we had a baptism goal of 40. We were going to, yes. we had everybody set out. I mean, we were doing. Trinity's we Funny Zone videos. We were going to do oh, man. Funny We had a lot of cool Don't get me discouraged we again. Come on. Yeah, it's frustrating, man. And so our youth was growing. We were just in such a, we just had. We, were we had good momentum. Camp. We had we good momentum. We were camp this, this oh, year. Yes. And it's just such a frustrating thing to be able to not, and it feels like it's just been a slow go since. And, and the way that they're talking, because, and I don't understand, I don't understand this because I feel like a lot of these politicians are like they're good, like they get they're getting paid, they're you know their their jobs are secured for a while. But for me, it's like you know we're taking our time to get back in in order and like a, like how long? Like at what point do we go? All right, we're done. Well, that was my thing from the beginning. You know, like shut down for when when they first started saying shut down for two weeks. My thing was, well, what like what what's the what's the end goal here? How long are we going to actually two weeks? Right. Okay, within two in, a week into that, that a week into that. that, it was you know permanent. Or whatever. That's the problem. That's the problem yeah. because now we're in it. Now it's I mean it, I don't see an end. And for churches <laughs> and for churches, we have a, a hard time because you know if we sit there and go, well, you know, don't listen to the to the politicians or the scientists and come to church, and if people start getting it, then it's going to fall on us, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're going to feel bad and look bad. And and uh, but but I just hate it because it, when when the churches were shutting down a few months ago. It was always the excuse was we're going to be good neighbors. We're going to be uh, caring for our community by doing this. And so we did it. And now they're like, we got to do it again. We got to, you know, you got to stop. There's one doctor locally who just swears up and down. We have to stop singing, stop singing. Uh, It's frustrating. We've been, we've been having church. Three weeks, three weeks, four weeks, four. Yeah. Four weeks, five. Um, Now we haven't been like purposely having handshake time or. We're almost at five weeks. We're almost at five weeks. But we've been singing every single week. Piano a blaring. Um, You've been preaching and spitting. It's, it's interesting because the, the the our congregation will not wear masks. None of them, hundred hundred something people, none of them wear masks. And we've got them here if they want. We them. have extra ones. We 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 recommend it. But so so I don't know how is it that we don't get it in five weeks, but the other places do. I don't know how this works. I don't know if there's a certain gene. I don't know. None of it makes sense, and it's hard to trust anybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there, because what people are, you know scientists health professionals they don't even know what the thing is it's i mean it's it's changing so rapidly or their opinions on it or their thoughts on it are changing so rapidly that you don't even know what to think i mean like you said at one point the beginning they said don't wear a mask now they say wear a mask they said it only spread between or you know you could be asymptomatic you could have it that's why you got a quarantine for two weeks but then they said it doesn't spread between asymptomatic symptomatic people it's only symptomatic so i it is the most confusing thing and it's It's like math class Bernie does not like math class. It's very confusing. And a lot of these other churches aren't aren't struggling as I don't think are struggling as much as us because guess what? They've always led broken churches. Yep. They've always led churches that were not growing. And so right. they're just like, this is normal, normal. for us. Normal, beha- <laughs> normal know, behavior. This is normal for us. Not only having 20 people show up is normal for us. You know, only only uh you know not wanting to talk to anybody. This is normal for us. Yeah. Not, I was not in a greeting conversation. people. This is not no, this is normal for us. I was in a conversation with someone the other day and they were like, why are you guys doing all this stuff? Like, why are you guys planning all these events? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, 
We're having church. We're having church. Like, wh what are we supposed to do? Stop, stop spreading the gospel. Stop having people come to church yes. and teach them about the Lord. I'm like, that's what they want. And they're, they're like, well, shouldn't you be taking precautions? I'm like, listen, if there was someone dying of COVID-19 that did not know the Lord and we did not tell them about it, that's on us as preach. That Brittany. is on us. She woke up. So She's been me, held that in me, for a couple episodes. Let me huh? just ask you guys this. Preach, if, preach to us. Abram, if there was somebody's family that was like, Pastor Abram or Andrew or Brittany, my family is dying of COVID-19. We know nothing about the Lord. We just know that apparently you can be saved. And me, are you guys, are we not going to tell them about nope, Jesus? No, we can't. This is what these pastors do. We can't because of, because of this thing. We have to be precautious. No. It's idiotic. No, that's ridiculous. And all I'm saying is if, if there was someone that I came across and I did not tell them about Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that's on me. That's on you. And that's what these churches need to realize. Every church in the United States of America needs to realize who are you working for? Are you working for the government trying to be spies and being like, oh, we can't meet in church and all this stuff? Or are we working for the Lord? Where's this coming from? Who are we working for? It's no, ridiculous. This no, this is a great point. Because, I'm glad you said it. That's because, good. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing. Because uh, we you have to look at the numbers on anything. Our online services, people are not interested in them anymore. Nope. Right? They're, they're old. And I've watched a lot of these other churches. They're they're old for me, right? Because you know I'm sick of watching. And I was sick of this when I first saw it. But I'm sick of looking at somebody's dinner table where there's <laughs> disgusting food everywhere and there's dogs running around behind you, and, and you know, and you're you're sitting there in your in your nasty clothes. Well, the first two weeks you were experiencing uh, pastors who had never ever touched Facebook Live before in their life to try to figure it out. And it was like sideways. But here's the thing: we're we're head. we're four months into this thing, and they're still doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're, I'm still. I, I saw Wednesday night. I, I went through a bunch of churches, and I'm like, they're they're in their they're in their dining room with a really bad quality camera, and and they're like, oh, I, I messed up. I think it's not working. So I gotta, you know, I'm sorry that there's. This, well, I'll just restart the whole thing over again. And it's like it's just so idiotic to me because i'm like have church man open up your church doors again and start having church i saw a picture of a man that was kneeling in front of a church um uh, that was praying for god to open up the churches again i'm like buddy you know it's it's gonna take god to open up some of these churches because because yeah. we're 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 being really uh idiotic about the whole situation mm -hmm. to be honest with you and yeah. it's really frustrating to me it's frustrating to me to, to see pastors who have stopped doing uh, prayer walks they've stopped reaching out to their community and the reality is they never were in the exactly. beginning anyway that's right the and it's frustrating it's frustrating because there's no point in having a church if you don't do outreach. There's no point in having a church if you don't serve. There's no point in having a church if you're not reaching the younger generation. There's no point in having a church if you neglect the older generation. There's no point in having a church if you're not preaching the gospel. There's no point in having a church if you're just talking theology the whole time, trying to tell 50 and 60 and 70-year-old people who have been in church their entire life what the, the, the weather was like in the time of Noah. Doesn't make sense. Can I preach this time? Woo! It doesn't make sense. No, there's no point in having church, and I and I'm confused by it because uh, there's no reason to have it. If if they haven't figured out the theology behind the Baptist faith at the age of eighty, being in <laughs> church, they're, sister, they're not going to figure it out. They probably Sorry, can't buddy. hear you. Just saying. And they probably can't hear you. And so we have to understand that that we have a job to do as a church. The only purpose, and and this you find this in Ephesians four. We talked about it last week, but we are here as apostles and as as, as teachers and as preachers, as church leaders, to equip the saints to go out and build up the kingdom of God. Because that's exactly what church is. That's all the church Church, is. There, which is why nowhere in the Bible does it ever mention the phrase, go to church. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not in the Bible. Why? Because 
It's not. It's every it's church. Should church, be church everywhere. Is, church is the people. We are the church. You know, where two, like I said earlier, where two or more are gathered, God is there. Church. You know, that's where church is. That is church. You are church. And I wish some of these churches would sit there and and recognize that. But here's the reality: they're tired. They. Chuck Lawless shared like eight. I'll, I probably I should probably find it. So Chuck Lawless shared eight reasons why. I'm gonna find it real quick, actually, because I, I just saw this, this email. Chuck, what? Chuck Lawless. Chuck Lawless. Like Who does he do? Or is he just like an author or something? Chuck like Lawless is. Um, I'm trying to think how to explain it. Chuck Lawless. I don't really know what he does. He works for like um, I think it's ChurchLeaders.com. I believe. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, but he he shared he he wrote an article. Chuck Lawless. Here he is. Is that his name? How do you spell Lawless? Chuck Lawless. Just like you would think. L-A-W-L-E-S. Lawless. Yep. Two his, S's? Correct. He is a professor, senior associate dean of the Billy Graham School of Missions. Oh, interesting. He has a lot of good points. He has a lot of good... Uh, He's also involved in the Southern Baptist uh, seminary world. So, uh, we did, The article was <clears throat> called Eight Reasons... Why we don't do evangelism well. Do you want me to try to find this article as well? Yeah. Kind of slow. I'm sorry. Chuck Eight reasons. Lawless. Chuck Lawless. Why we don't do evangelism. <laughs> Are you just typing that into Facebook? Well, yes. I was hoping that I, uh, I don't remember. Here it is. Eight reasons. Chuck Lawless. If you if you type this in on Google, chucklawless.com, eight reasons why we don't do evangelism well. Um, the, 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 the reasons are in, are accurate. And this is what we see in a lot of churches. Number one, many church members don't really believe people are lost. He said, for years I've had students do anonymous surveys of, of their churches, and it's common that many regular attenders believe all good people will go to heaven. You don't have to do much uh, evangelism when that's your theology. How, I mean, how accurate is that? Yeah. yeah right? and, 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 and you can tell it with pastors. When pastors are preaching and they're not preaching to lost people, they're just preaching to their members, that, that's their mindset. Yep. That's and you, can, you, you know that they're doing it. You can tell by the way that they're preaching that they're doing that. And it's frustrating because we should always have that. And this is what, you know, when when the – I was hoping to see this when the pandemic happened and we started going online. Everybody started going online. I was hoping that because you're preaching to a larger audience of, of non-believers that they would change it, but it never did. Number two, it said many pastors don't do evangelism beyond the pulpit. Now, this is a huge one, right? Because if you're only going to sit there and tell people to do it up behind the pulpit, but then they never see you do it or you don't ever do it yourself, then that's an that's a huge problem. Practice right? what you preach. I want to make sure that, that I'm I'm doing more invites than the rest of the church. I want to talk to more people than the rest of the church. I want to have more gospel conversations than the rest of the church. Right? You have to set the example as a pastor. Number three, churches don't provide much evangelism training. Now, this is that we we need to do a little bit more of this. Uh, I try to do it as much as I can on Wednesdays, but but uh, we have to do more on this, I think, as a church. But yeah. but this but but we're an evangelistic church, right? Our pretty much everything we do is is really evangelistic mindset, right? So it's almost like a we don't really it's part of our it's part of our bloodstream. It's our, it's our yeah, it's it's who we are as a church. I would yeah. say yeah. So so it's a little different for us. Some of these churches that don't do evangelism at all. You got to have training to teach your. You got to teach your people to do it, because if you're not living it out, and then they don't see it, they're not going to do it. Number four, many believers have lost their wonder over Jesus. Now I've seen that a lot, mm. right? This is one of the most heartbreaking things about churches is people aren't excited about church, and partly because they're in boring churches, or partly because uh, you know they know the sermon before the pastor even preaches it because he's preaching. Because they've heard times. it, yeah, they've heard it a billion times. All right, so they've lost their wonder. They, when you when a church doesn't see young people come through the door for years, it's they, they you lose interest. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. 
when you, when you don't see change happening, it's heartbreaking. And you start to lose that, that one. Number five, we've made the church a place to retreat from the world, not a place to be renewed to reach the world. Mm, that's right? a good one. Wow. Our church has become a hiding place, and it's our safety from the world. But we need to... It should be the opposite. Yeah. It, should, it should be our... Uh, it's, for, it's our locker It's our football room. huddle. Yeah, yeah it's, it's our a locker football huddle. Yeah, so we should We're, get together. We, we hype each another. other up, get each other ready to go out and Discipline. face the world. Yeah. Yes. Say, this is wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this right, too. Yeah. It, it has to look like that. It has to. Uh, well, I think to hit on that a little bit more, I think we treat we treat church uh, – we're, we treat it as like a selfish thing for us. Yes. Like we like, oh, well, I got to go to church for me. Yes. You know but I like that. You got to change your mindset and, and why I, you go to church. And I was hoping, and we kind of, a lot of the churches were saying this at the time, but, you know, we, we're, we were hearing when the pandemic happened, it was like, all right, we're mobilizing to go out. Like we are the church. We're, you know. Should have been the way the all The church along. isn't the building. Right. But we're right back to like the church is the building. Right. People are yeah. pumped to get in the church and sit down again and, and not have but, to do anything. And, and, and you know. I agree. But for us, you know, because like, even with this pandemic happened, what, what's our biggest focus? We're getting ready to do a serve week in, on July 12th. Mm-hmm. So for the last two weeks, three weeks, we've been pushing this serve week, serve week, serve week. So here in, in a week, we're going to sit there and go out into our community and serve. Even though there's a pandemic, even though no other church is doing anything, they're not even having night services. We're not only having night services. We're canceling it. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to go out and serve. <laughs> and cancel it and, and serve so, instead. Those so. are the reality of life. Number six, many church members have no real relationships with non-believers. And I have a hard time believing this. But it says, I often ask believers, beginning with church leaders, to name ten non-believers with whom they're close enough they could share the gospel with. It's very common that church folks cannot name ten people. So I don't, That blows my mind. I don't know if that, that's a, that's a hard one to wrap my name- head around. A hundred. I could too. People. I could name more. Hundreds. I can name more non-believers probably than I, I could believers. Yeah, that's the bad thing about us. Ha! We hang out with the non-believers. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's interesting. And if, if you don't have non-believers, and not saying that you should be hanging out with non-believers because you could be tempted to fall into their thing, but man, like most most families have ten non-believers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where my mind went straight ahead. Is my family. Yeah, mine went to family. And as well. I guarantee all of those people who answered that question probably just wasn't thinking about their own family. Well, number seven says, in fact, many believers seem to be afraid of non-believers. Right. That's why we're we're worried that they're going to influence influence us wrongly or harm our witness. That was number seven. And he says, yeah, that's number seven. He said, to be fair, I firmly, I, I fully affirm that we must be wise in how we reach out to non-believers. He's right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there was a guy that used to go to bars all the time to witness to people. And then now he's a drunk. <laughs> you know, so you do have to be a little careful. Um, but the reality is, I mean, they need to know. Like, that's what I never understood from anybody, pastors, Christians. Those are the people that need to hear about God. Right? They're the ones that need to hear the message of the good news. I already have it. This is why this is why in Luke 15, which people 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 have been using this for the race thing, which I'm gonna debunk this right now. Do it. Let's hear it. They go, Jesus left the 99 for the one. Oh, I hate it. I hear this. And they go, hate it. They go, this is what it means. This is what Black Lives Matter means. Jesus is leaving the 99 white people for the one black person. But the thing is, it's 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 not about black and white, it's about lost and saved. Yes. He left the 99 righteous people because he knew where their hearts were for the for the lost. So that so essentially what they're saying. Is that black people are lost? You know what I'm saying. But I think they've got it all wrong from the beginning. And that white people are the righteous ones, and yeah. the black people are the unrighteous. Yeah, so it's a racist right. comment to to, to yeah, do it in that to make. Text. Yeah. So you have to. So they're idiots when they say it. But what were you going to say? I, I think I think they've got it wrong from the beginning of that entire thing because but God yeah. doesn't God doesn't see color anyway. 
think you think it just that that statement is bizarre because God created everyone out of one man, right? Himself. Yeah. Created him We're out of his, his image. image. He, you know, there's no color mentioned in there. So, well, but if, I hate how people do that. But if, if color was an important thing, you better believe it would have been in the Bible. Right, it would yeah. be there. Yeah, but, God but would we know. But, but the thing is, you know, we are when the righteous people should be in church, right? Those should be our church members. Those should be the ones that have made a profession of faith. So we should be leaving to go out in the. When, when, when Jesus is talking to Zacchaeus, he says, I came to seek and save that which is lost. We have to do the same thing. That, why wouldn't our mission be the same mission as Jesus? But sadly, it's not a lot of our churches. Well, not. it's weird because we call ourselves Christians and we seem not to do what Jesus yes. did. You know yes. Yes. But if we're going to be Christians, we have to literally do exactly what Christ did. Yes. While he was on this earth. That is that is literally our one goal. Save that which is lost. We literally have to. That, that's the goal. That's the goal. Right? What, what's the point of life? People. It's not picking a side. It's not any of that. It's what that is. Just and it's, and it's not going to be comfortable. No. It's going to get you out of your comfort zone. Uh, some of the conversations are going to be hard, uh, but you one, of my, one of my favorite like one of my favorite things is uh, I think Brittany always says it. She says, "Do you think Jesus was comfortable when he carried the cross?" I always say that. Ooh. <laughs> That's, That's my go-to. Boom. Guys. Well, we uh, you know, like today when we were clean up on that trail, you know, it was at first people were, were hesitant to talk to me because I have a shirt on that says I don't really know what it says on the back. The back says it's kind uh, of funny actually. I giggled. Pastor. Because no, be honest with you. Tell me, tell me exactly what you said when you saw it. What did I say? What's the church say? It says pastor because hardcore devils stopping ninja isn't an official title. Brittany said. Brittany saw it today. She said, "It's pretty good church." Stupid. I did not. She did. did I, I heard it. I heard yeah, it. did. I think it's probably because you were on my nerves. So. Wow. So I do get abused by Brittany. You heard it here first, you heard folks. Here first. Finally, <laughs> we finally got it on tape. Uh, um, good stuff. What's number eight? Well, hold on. But we have to. But. The, that conversation was able to happen once, once, once you, once he realized that I'm not threatening him, I'm not there to, you know, belittle him. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just there to pick up trash. To be honest with you, <laughs> you know. But then, but I think those are the conversations we have to start building that relationship with people, non-believers as well. Build that relationship. So which, which doesn't uh, building a relationship does not start out with. Which I think we get this wrong as Christians all the time. Building a relationship does not immediately start out with, hey, you're a sinner, you're doing things terrible, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. That doesn't sound very Christian of you. Doesn't. Wow, I hate wow. Okay, wow. Golly, wow. But no, but sometimes gentle. I think it does. But no, but that's a gentle spirit of gentleness. That's what I was trying to get. You have to have when you do that, you have to have a yes. spirit of gentleness. Right. Even that approach. Right. Yeah. I was listening to I think it was Robbie Zacharias or something like that. Is that his name? Zachary? You know what I'm talking You know who I'm talking about. You've thrown the mic two weeks in a row. He just now. passed away. And he's okay. like actually I've listened to a lot of his videos or whatever. Great. And I was like, Whoa, this guy's awesome. He's like, you know, Jesus called me. He was talking about, I think it was, uh, oh, it was like same-sex marriage and all that. And he was talking about how holy matrimony, why Christians hold it so. Oh my gosh! You can't bring it up five minutes before our podcast is over. I Go know ahead. because it's a man and a woman, and God makes that very clear. But he says that doesn't keep me from going and talking to a gay person or. Um, but that, but like, Christians think that. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it listen, is. Oh man, there's a huge bridge listen, listen. that people just are like, well, I can't hang out yeah, with them yeah, yeah. or talk to them. So we, I did, I did a, a, a my lesson this Sunday was on forgiveness. And so for our Wednesday night service, we had all, all of our people there. And so I literally went through first Corinthians where it says, uh, who will not inherit the kingdom of God, yeah. right? The drunkard, the, the covetous, the idolater, the, the, the adulterer, the, the homosexual. I, I named off all of them, yeah. every single one of them. And I said, if, you, if all of it, 
if you are one of these people, if you've ever done one of these things, coveted over somebody's yard or car or, you know, have these tendencies or, you know, cheat on your wife. Yeah. Divorced. Whatever the case is. If you've done one of these, we listed all 10 of them, I think there is. I said, if you've done any of these, raise your hand. Every single person raised their hand. Right. 30 people, 40 people. Every single one of them raised their hand. I said, look around the room. Right. According to that, because we, we, we like to take one section yep. of the Bible and say, this is a sin and you're a sinner. And, and we, we hold it higher we, than other. Yes. Exactly. But, but, you know, there, Paul's sitting there going, look at all these things. And then at the very end, though, he, he tells, you know, but the ones that are saved right, are going to inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. The ones that that repented from that from that sin is no longer in that Change, sin. Yeah. And so we have to understand that we can't just hold people to, you know, to one sin and then, and then nail that sin to their life. Right. Because yeah. God, guess what? That sin was nailed to the cross. Yep. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Dang, the analogy. And here's my last one. And we'll wrap this up. The last one, number eight, of why we don't do evangelism well. Some of us, if we're honest, just don't care Ooh, enough. That one hits We hard, stand strong it? on biblical teaching about the lostness of humanity and salvation through Christ alone. In fact, we'd fight to protect those teachings, but we still do nothing with them. That's a lack of concern. And that's, that, that is honestly the, the focal point of it all. There is a bunch of us, and I'm talking about a bunch of Christians who just don't care. There's a bunch of pastors who just don't. Well, I think care. that goes right hand in hand with selfishness. Yeah, they're in it. They're in it for the me factor, you know. Yeah, they're in it for the title. They're in it for the money. They're in it for the prestige. They're in it for the or just to tell people they go to church. You know, yes, whatever it is, it's frustrating. It's or or you know we know we know some people that go to church just because they're they're salesmen and they they make sales off of the, all the all the people at church yeah. politicians I know politicians, politicians yeah. they yeah. go to church because they're like well I can get a bunch of votes here mm-hmm. and so um, but you have to understand the, the reality of it a lot of us just don't care and that breaks my heart it breaks my heart there's a lot of pastors that are preaching from the pulpit that just really just don't care right they they feel like that that's their only job they have to do is get up there and I, and I know that I'm called I'm called to preach. And I'm called to preach the gospel wherever, whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I also know that I'm a pastor, and I also know that I got to care for my flock. I also know I got to care for my community, and I got to see the to it that we're doing our part as a church, um, you know, to bless people and to build up the kingdom of God. It's hard to do, but that's the reality. So that's it's good. been an interesting time trying to run a church through a pandemic, <sighs> and uh, there's no answer. And all these, I love it because all these seminary guys, they don't know what to do. Yep. And uh, we don't know what to do. Uh, We're all in it together. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. But the reality uh, is, you know. Just call me Andy. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Uh, but we, wow, wow. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I thought you were just. I thought you were talking about Toy Story. I was no, like, no, no, Andy's here. That's what the governor's <laughs> Or my argument. name's Andrew and you were calling me Andy. Or you can talk to people. Our governor's been saying it for, for every, every night. We're in this together. That's why I said it originally. So, so anyway, it's just interesting. And, and for us, we're going to be God-led in everything we do because that's all we can do. Andy from Anything Toy Story. You wanna say? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to say? Yeah, I'm really anything? shocked that she was thinking Toy Story there. Anyway, well, thank you for turning into tuning in to We really appreciate Young. it. We appreciate uh, it. We'll see you next week. This is Abe from Crozier for the third time. <laughs> this is Andrew Baker. And this is Brittany. <laughs> and you're listening to Preaching Young. I said, Preaching Young.
Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can send us an email over at preachingyoung, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with one of your friends. And we thank you from everyone here at Preaching Young.